Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is supported by San Francisco Ballet. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. In today's bonus episode, we are continuing our coverage of San Francisco Ballet at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., as they showcase six works from the company's Unbound, a festival of new works. Today's episode was recorded in April when we were in San Francisco as these new works were all premiering. We talk with new core member Natasha Sheehan about training at San Francisco Ballet School, joining the company, and her blog about healthy eating and wellness. Thank you, Natasha, for joining us today. It's so great to be here with you and to be in San Francisco. You've literally come over from your tech rehearsal, so we really appreciate you taking time in the middle of your day for us. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell us about when you first became interested in dance? So I actually started dancing a little later than most. I was 10 and a half. And so in the beginning, it was definitely very hard and not to get discouraged right being in a a 10 year old being in a class with six year olds and five year olds that was hard but I don't know I I was very uh, I was always wanting more Mm -hmm. and I kind of hopped around a bunch of local studios in the East Bay that's currently where I live now I still live at home in the East Bay with my family. So I hopped around a couple places there, not really staying there very long. Where do you live in the East Bay? Where I'm from. I live in Walnut Creek. I went to school in Walnut Creek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I grew up in San Ramon. Oh, wow. Yeah. My family still lives in Danville, so I get to see them all the time. Anyways, go on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I think it was when I went to one studio called Contra Costa Ballet. That's where I went. Yeah. Amazing. I liked it. That's <laughs> so where I, yeah, I went to Contra Costa Ballet. Um, yeah, there were a couple girls oh that my were. God, I'm so proud that you're a Contra Costa Ballet. Alumni. Yeah, I was there. I was there not very long, like maybe like maybe about a year, maybe a yeah. little less. But um, there were a couple girls that were going to um, 
I think, move over to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So they kind of put the idea in my head and my parents' head that, oh, maybe you should audition too. So I kind of um, auditioned when I was 11, and I've been in the school for, I think, like seven years before I joined the company. Okay. Wow. So you yeah. were, you were so you went to Contra Costa Ballet only for a year and then yeah. the bulk of your training was here. Prom- yeah. My, most oh. of my training was here. Wow. Yeah. So you just got into San Francisco Ballet School after a year of dancing, essentially. <laughs> what was that audition process like? Did they have mm-hmm. you doing a lot of dancing? Did you tell them, oh, I started young or started older? Um, You just caught on that fast that I kind of I think like I didn't the way I auditioned into the school, I actually I think I took class with their their level four class mm-hmm. at San Francisco okay. instead of go- going to like a regular um, like big cap- audition. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I kind of I took class with them that way, and mm-hmm. then they accepted me that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was it was definitely a little discouraging, like going to like a such a big yeah. place. Yeah. Um, How do you think? Um- coming up through a school that's a that's a very rare thing no matter the company you know um most large companies end up kind of having sort of a finishing school status where you know the company attracts people from all over Mm -hmm. so kids will go around say 15 16 17 kind of Mm -hmm. wrap it up there to be seen but you um having that that experience of being in the school from a very young age, mm-hmm. do you think that that um, shaped your idea of what it means to be in the company a little differently? Yeah, I think like um, it was what was really interesting was to like being there for so many years and seeing like how many like different groups of people like come and go mm-hmm. and people that come in. And um, also it was really special to get to um grow up with a lot of my teachers Mm -hmm. right and now i can still visit downstairs and say hi and Mm -hmm. reconnect with them um but i think also we're so lucky here having the company literally an elevator right away that was really inspiring as being a student Mm -hmm. getting to watch the professionals like in yeah. rehearsals would you sit and watch and yeah like, by the doors I would they open like, the big doors and... starry eyes uh-huh. yeah dreaming like oh maybe one day so uh-huh. so san francisco ballet was always your that was yeah dream. i think that was kind of my dream and also um i loved all the companies in europe specifically like paris opera ballet that mm-hmm. was always like um yeah it was kind of San Francisco Ballet and Paris Opera were my two yeah. like favorite yeah. companies, and still still are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think that uh, being in the school from the from the beginning mm-hmm. makes you more inclined to put pressure on yourself to get into the company? I mean, you it's the place that you'd idolize since you were yeah. eleven. Um, what did that? How did that shape your opinions about where you were going to move on to? I think. It was well. It was discouraging sometimes, like when they would have um, like newer um, kids come who maybe better or maybe right. What? Um, but I don't know. I kind of I think it helped living at home and staying grounded and mm-hmm. having other interests. Mm-hmm. That kind of helped with that. 
Um, what were some of your other interests that you had at a young age that were, that um, were helping you uh, see outside the, the ballet box? Well, I, when I was younger, I was really into um, kind of all the arts. Mm -hmm. And when I was in elementary school, I, I played like the, the violin. And when I was younger, um, I used to draw a lot. So I think that definitely, it was still like related to the ballet art form, mm -hmm. but also a little different. And also, yeah. And also, um, I was at a regular brick and mortar school until up to like eighth grade. So that was also, um, I think that helped like having like outside friends and, and not. Did, what did you do after that? Did you do online school? After that, yeah, yeah. Then after that, it was um, kind of, you were forced to, you didn't have another choice basically when your classes are starting midday and right. then mm -hmm. I finished school later in the sure. day. So. Right. It allows you more flexibility. Right, one. exactly. So that probably really contributed to your ability to catch up with your peers, right? If when you were studying all day long like that and really dedicating yourself immediately, what, right. like a year into your training to ballet. Yeah, that yeah. was, and that was the other thing that um, being at the school for so long is that you're kind of, not in a bad way, but you're kind of forced to grow up a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And given more responsibilities. Um, well, they treat you like professionals yeah. because that's the kind of school it is and you're not babied, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. But that yeah. do you feel like that's really helped prepare you for the challenges of company life? Yes, definitely. And I think um, even from like a young age, getting to perform and rehearse with the company, I think that definitely helped make the transition a lot easier from student to company because... Mm -hmm. um, you were kind of, yeah, introduced right. early on. Yeah, that makes sense. So in 2016, you won the Eric Brun yes. uh, Prize, <laughs> besting many professionals of international acclaim. How did you prepare for the competition, and was it an intimidating process uh, going up against these more experienced dancers? Mm. So, um, yeah, when Helgi first told me that he was going to take Angelo Greco, mm -hmm. my my mm -hmm. partner, and I to Eric Brun, I was so shocked and so honored that he would think of me to send me to such a huge um, competition. Mm -hmm. With that, yeah, that was the other thing being with um, highly seasoned already dancers, mm -hmm. um, mostly soloists, and already performed so many things. So that was. Definitely intimidating. How old were you then? I was 17 then. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And I think actually um, Helgi asked Karen because I was technically, I think you had to be 18. 18. Mm. So he asked like, oh, is it okay? Even though I know she's underage, but I guess Karen told him, yeah, if you think that she's ready. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you were really the youngest one there then. I was sure. really the baby there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I felt like a baby there. But um, it was such an amazing experience to get to see so many different types of dancers from mm -hmm. so many um, different kinds of companies. Sure. And what pieces did you dance I at? did. Um, so we performed the second act pot from Giselle. Mm -hmm. that, that, that was also really special. And I was really grateful to get to do that because that was – and still is one of my dream roles. Mm -hmm. So that was very um, special performance. Um, and then 
for the contemporary part, Miles Thatcher, he created a contemporary pop for Angela and I called nice. Foragers. And we actually also performed that paw for, I think, I don't know if it was last year, the, um, my first year in the company, mm-hmm. our uh, the opening night gala. Oh. So that was nice to get to do that again. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. so when you did this at 17, you were still a student then? I was, it was my first year in the course. Okay. So yeah. Helgi had already hired you into the company. Yeah. So what time, when did you do your apprentice year? Oh, you didn't do an apprentice I actually, year. Right. <laughs> I was, I was a trainee in the school for mm-hmm. two years. And then from, for my second training year, um, Helgi hired me as a right. core de ballet. Because sometimes the oh. trainee, you, I mean, you were probably dancing a lot with the company yeah. already at that point. Right. You did the whole snow flowers shebang mm-hmm. for Nutcracker. Yeah. And actually, uh, I think it was, yeah, during one of my training years, I got to perform Hel- one of Helgi's ballets in the opening night gala with wow. um, Max, Way, and Esteban. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that was, re- that was really, really special. Do you get nervous too. at all in these situations? I, I do, but I think I actually, I don't know, I get, if anything, I get most of my nerves right before, but then when I'm on stage, it's kind of, I don't know. I'm not really thinking about anything. I'm just kind of like in the moment. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. To be young and not nervous. (laughs) (laughs) That will go away. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. We really hope it does. (laughs) (laughs) So at at 5'1", you're very petite. Um, What do you think some of the advantages and disadvantages of that are? Um, Well, advantages that you never have to worry about partnering problems or like not being able to live you or being taller than your partner. Mm. But there are definitely a lot of disadvantages from being short. Like um, in the corps de ballet, there's only so many things that you can do because um, one of the advantages is that you're always in the front, so you're always leading. Mm -hmm. But then also you have a lot more responsibility because you're in the front of the line or you... But you can't watch anybody. They're exactly, at the front. Exactly. But so you don't have to be in line either because you right. set the line. <laughs> right. Exactly. That was always my case. Yeah. I was always like, yes. yes. <laughs> you guys follow me. It doesn't matter if I'm off my leg. <laughs> exactly. But then you would get all the bad feedback from everybody else. So that was that was always a challenge. kind of a challenge. Yeah. But... um. No, but there's those. And then I'm also very lucky here at San Francisco. It didn't used to be as much a um, little while ago, but in recent years, it's become definitely more of a shorter company. Mm-hmm. So I'm lucky that a lot of my coworkers are a- around my height or th- more on the shorter side. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't feel like I stick out as much yeah. if I was somewhere else. Right, right. Miami City Ballet was is a short company, yeah. so we were. I was always very happy with that. Mm, yeah, going. Well, we from, used to be. It used to be taller, and then it just gradually got shorter. Oh, yeah, shorter we, the girls the had a wider range. The boys were always just short. That's true. That's mm. true. Yeah, because there was at one point where I would. Have you done symphony and three movements here yet? No, I haven't. Yet. But you know how they start in that big long yeah. line. So it's all by height. So it's shortest to tallest. So mm-hmm. every year I would just keep creeping up taller. And taller. <laughs> like I started out short, and I was like, I'm, I'm growing. Not growing, guys. Just people, we're getting shorter. Just the, yeah, just like the generation shift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, just every all the years it would change. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Go ahead. So uh, you're rounding out your second year in the court of ballet. Is that right? I am. So yes. what what has surprised you most about company life? How has it differed from what you had imagined as a student? Oh, um, well, definitely. Yeah, having so many responsibilities and also 
learning that there wasn't going to be someone to hold your hand, yeah. that if you needed to learn a ballet, there's not going to be someone to necessarily go out of their way and help you. It's kind of right. up to you to, mm -hmm. on your own time, go in a studio and watch a video or ask another dancer mm -hmm. for help on something. That was one of the biggest changes um, going from being a student to mm -hmm. professional. Yeah. It'll get easier. Yeah. Yeah, you'll adjust to it. Yeah. <laughs> so what role models do you most look towards in this early phase of your career? And what qualities in, in them do you most want to emulate? Mm. Well, um, when I was a young student in the school, um, my inspiration was Masha Maria. Because mm -hmm. she's short like me. Mm -hmm. um, and that was really special getting to kind of watch her dance and in the school and as a trainee and then into the company. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sad to She's see her. She's leaving, I know. Leave. So yeah, that was kind of unexpected. Yeah. And I kind of looked up to her a lot. And um, she did actually um, help me and coach me a little bit for the Bruin competition uh, wow. for Giselle. So that was special because... Um, coming from a shorter dancer giving some tips on how to dance yeah. bigger things like that right. um she's one of my favorites and also a lot of the paris hopper dancers one um dorothy gilbert mm -hmm. she's so beautiful and i love her i love i love um a lot of the paris hopper dancers because of their their quality and their their portable and how they they how well they use their bodies um who else do I like? Also Evgenia Bratseva. Oh, she's beautiful. Her too. And she's petite as well, right? Yeah, she's pretty petite too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually yeah, I like a lot of the petite dancers because I feel like I can I don't know, they're more reachable for one day maybe trying to aspire to be like them. Or right. right. So you've garnered quite a following on your Instagram and through your, your blog, yeah. <laughs> uh, both of which emphasize healthy eating. Why was that something that you felt you needed to communicate to an audience? Mm. So I don't know. That it kind of happened like a few years ago. I kind of just something clicked in my mind and like things that I used to like or used to enjoy just didn't like settle well in my stomach mm -hmm. or didn't I didn't like the way that it made me feel. And I don't know, I just got so interested in nutrition and learning how to fuel your body properly. Mm -hmm. um, and when I started incorporating certain foods and like cutting out things like dairy and gluten from my diet, it just, I don't know, I felt like I had a lot more energy mm -hmm. and like the the little skin problems I had went away. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I just felt like I just felt better mm -hmm. overall. Yeah. And as a dancer, you're very sensitive to those sorts exactly. of things. Yeah. yeah, being that our body is our mm -hmm. instrument. And right. if we want it to perform well, we have to treat Feel it well. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that'll serve you well. <laughs> <laughs> so and you've started a blog about it, right? I have. Just recently? Yeah. Um, my my dad, he's really he um, he's a very techie, mm -hmm. um, works with computers and things like that. So I, th I think it was... When I was around 11, as like a birthday present, he gave me my own blog. Mm -hmm. So for all these years, I I had this blog, but I, I 
didn't have the time because of school and didn't know what to do with it. And then only last year I realized, oh, this is like the perfect way for Mm -hmm. me to kind of share my love of healthy Mm -hmm. eating and wellness Mm -hmm. and maybe ballet tips and things like that. So I kind of, he definitely helped me organize it and kind of set it up that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually need to, um, I think once the season's over, I'll definitely work on some new posts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I just loved to have a way to kind of share Mm-hmm. recipes and other knowledge and tips that I've learned over the years. It's right. great. It could always oh. be a second career. It's always good to have right. other things that's kind of, for yourself. Yeah, and that's kind of like, um, right now I'm attending the St. Mary's Their Leap Program. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. wonderful. Will you tell us actually a little bit about <laughs> yeah, that for people who don't know, because it's such a great program. No, it's, I, I, what I love about Leap is obviously it's so nice. Um, they c- work around our schedule. Um, they're a lot more. It's a lot more flexible than a regular college, mm-hmm. um, and we meet usually on Sundays, like six to ten, mm-hmm. which can be hard at times. Right. But I keep in mind, um, in the back of my head, the reason why I'm doing it, mm-hmm. and my ultimate goal one day after um, I finish dancing is to become a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of Great. that's You're kind on of your way already. That's kind of yeah. Um, would have been uh, using my blog as practice for that. Okay. And and also in, in my family, um, education is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, both of my grandparents are college professors and also my aunt. So, yeah, not doing school is not really an yeah. option. So once I, I, I actually graduated high school um, this past June, mm-hmm. and I kind of started Leap like right, right away. away. Get on it. Yeah. Because yeah. I figured It's going to take I, yeah. a long time as yeah. you are occupied with other things. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's the average um, graduation time or time till graduation for the dancers in the LEAP program? I guess it kind of depends on how many classes you take at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's very flexible yeah. that you can kind of make it your right. own. Right. Yeah. That's one of the nice things is mm-hmm. that um, you can go at whatever pace you need. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to finish sooner, you can take summer classes. Like that's what I've been doing because right. I don't want to take too, too long. Right. right. Um, in the summer, that's when yeah. you have your downtime. Exactly. Perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then take off during Nutcracker because it's too crazy. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you could, um, or you can space it out. If you feel like you're not in a rush, you can take like a certain right. class at wh- whenever. Um, right. I just wanted to talk about Unbound. Yeah. Well, yeah. Since we're here, can you tell us what uh, pieces you're in and what that process has been like for you? So I'm currently in a ballet in festival a, C, and D, and in A, I'm in Alonzo King's The Collective Agreement, mm-hmm. and in C, I'm in Annabelle Ochoa's Guernica, and in Festival D, I'm in Edward Liang's The Infinite Ocean. We haven't heard a lot yet about um, Annabelle's piece. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Oh, it's, that was, um, she's such an amazing person and such okay. a very like strong um strong woman um and the piece is based off of the picasso painting with the bowls so there there are the four bowls in the ballet Mm -hmm. and basically the whole ballet is kind of based off of the the painting of that and we're supposed to be 
um, kind of angry because that's kind of what's been represented right. in the painting. Mm-hmm. About the they're angry about the war and things right. like that. Um, but yeah, it's such a um, it's very high energy ballet. Mm-hmm. It's really fun though. Yeah. Um, the music is very hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is that a different experience for you portraying something that's so explicit that you're not just doing steps right. you're you're trying to uh, capture what that painting is all about right uh, definitely um, the whole unbound experience has been so great for me because I'm definitely more of a classicist mm-hmm. so this was kind of like a, a a nice opportunity to kind of branch out to a more like contemporary side and be being more like aggressive when dancing. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was, that was a really nice um, challenge to kind of get to do. Um, and especially like in uh, Annabelle's piece, like you, you, you can't be weak. <laughs> <laughs> strong. Yeah. Strong, strong. <laughs> Go all out. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really great to speak with you, and oh, we wish you all the best <laughs> in your all career. The the thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really excited for all the Unbound that's going to happen. Yeah. There's so much of it left. Yeah. There really is. Yeah. One day in. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week. We are excited to announce that you can now listen to Conversations on Dance on Spotify, in addition to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or through our website at conversationsondancepod.com. Subscribe now to receive notifications of new episodes. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Conversations on Dance. See you next week. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.